back in everyone to another fantastic whisper in the wings we have a fabulous new show to share with you today and two wonderful artists joining us to tell us about this show joining us today we have the writer and director renee Philippi and the puppet designer puppeteer and lead performer carlo adenolfi they're here to talk to us about the dixon place presentation of concrete temple theaters Ernie's Secret Life. It's playing January 4th through the 27th at Dixon Place, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting dixonplace.org. This is a fascinating show, an incredible story, and visually stunning. You are not going to want to miss it, and I'm so excited to have Renee and Carlo here with us to talk to us about this show. So with that, let us go ahead and welcome on our guests, Renee, Carlo, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Andrew. Thank you for that beautiful introduction and your your great spirit for sharing that with us. Thank you so much for that. I, I am. I'm very excited to have you two here to talk with us today. And I'm very excited about the show because in the press release I received, uh, reading the synopsis of it, it sounds so, so brilliant. The visuals that you've incorporated with the puppets and whatnot just sound incredible. So I want to start, Renee, with you. Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about what Ernie's Secret Life is and is about? Well, I suppose to start to say that Carlo and I are together the co-artistic directors of Concrete Temple Theater, and we've worked together now for about 20 years. And Concrete Temple... We consider ourselves a, a visual theater company. And what we mean by that is that the that the that we're sort of challenging the traditional relationship of design and text, and that the design or the visual elements have an independent narrative or an, a narrative or somehow reinforce the uh, the textual narrative. And so we were very interested in how the image and the word work together or are juxtaposed against each other. So that's sort of our thing. And that's sort of where we started with this. To say that this show actually started during the pandemic, I think early on in the pandemic, Carlos' father had passed away in the UK in a nursing home. And so that was, and he had also another friend who had died alone in Italy. And so we were very, like many people, you felt trapped and that you wanted, you wanted to rescue these people, these people who were alone, who needed something, and yet you yourself were trapped. And so this idea of rescue was very prominent. So we set to work. And during this time, this is sort of probably more information than you want. Carla, and I'm just talking for Carlo, which I apologize, Carlo. <laughs> I can speak for myself. <laughs> but that he built a canoe, and that was sort of, sort of to honor those who had passed. And then there was a launching of the canoe, and sort of, sort of got us on this thing about this man who's building this canoe in his apartment, and he's going to go and rescue his son. And and that's sort of where it started. And this, so we, uh, there's there's a toy theater section of the show that that we created that was in early 2021. And that sort of was the basis of the show. That's sort of where we started. I mean, it's come a long way since there, but that was the beginning of it. I don't, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't said what the show's about. So it's about this man who's going in search of his son, but and takes this 
tiny canoe and he's going to go all the way to Nova Scotia to try and find his son. And of course, in the end, really who he finds is himself. That's, that's the arc of the story. Finds who he is. That is incredible. And what an incredible like origin of this. What a beautiful inspiration. I mean, that's, I, I think everyone who who has gone through what we all went through from 2020 on can relate to that that feeling of trapped and helplessness and that so what an incredible vessel that you all have created both visually and and storytelling wise to to you know express that so that's amazing carlos sticking with you a little bit as the puppet designer as the puppeteer as the lead performer what has it been like developing Ernie's secret life? Well, because it kind of traps in. I mean, just going back to the canoe, I've always wanted to build a boat. And finally, the pandemic gave me permission to build a boat because there was nothing else to do for a while. You started a podcast, Carla built a boat. I built a boat, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it did suddenly become, because I was building it, starting building right at the time that my father passed away and this really close friend of mine died. And so it became a, you know, a symbol of, of them floating to the universe. And, but also a fulfilling a dream of mine. And, and this, this main character is, is a dreamer. He's constantly having these dreams of where, of, 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 of you know, suddenly falling underwater. He's, he's afraid of drowning, but his, his dream is actually being, becoming a fish and being chased by this monster fish so that's like his dreams manifest on stage or his fears manifest on stage. So that's very much a very playful aspect of the whole play. And the idea of creating for me as a designer, it's like, it's a, it's a field, it's, you know, field day, just, you know, making shadow puppets and yeah, it's great. That sounds amazing. Renee, as the director, can you tell us a little bit about what audiences can expect from the show? I think there's there's a real story and a real narrative, and I think that the audience goes on a journey, which is which is emotional yet fantastical, and that hopefully by the end there is a feeling of of release or being transported, sort of I suppose in that traditional theatrical sense. But I but I think that that is true. But I I I, I think it's. I think it's fun. I th- the, the it comes from this sort of sad, profound, prophetic place that it that it still is. It's a it's a lot of fun and laughs and is entertaining. We we specifically create the show so that Ernie's constantly inviting the audience to go on the journey with him. He's like he's in, he's engaging them to 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 help him or. or um, so, so it really is a journey. He really is taking them on a journey. So beyond Carlo, there's a company of five puppeteers who, who then are, who move us along. Who, who, who are basically Ernie's imagination manifesting, or well, they manifest his imagination. <laughs> that sounds visually amazing. I love it. It's a lot of old-fashioned stagecraft. I I mean, there's pulleys and ropes and, and string things and... coming up and going out, and so very like an all hand. So yeah, so you you, you see you see the stagecraft, but it's still magic. I love That's that. Fun. I love that a more 
old fashioned, if you will, form of theater, but still just as good. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's right, something right. we don't see as often, which is wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. So Renee, I want to start with you on this next question because you're not only the director, you're also the writer. What is the message or the thought that you're hoping the audiences will take away from this show? I think, I think our theme or, you know, nothing is ever one thing, but I, I think it's about challenging yourself with those, with the things you're afraid of. And I think it's about overcoming your fears or facing your fears in a lot of ways. I, I feel we, I, and maybe it's worldwide, but as Americans are, are more afraid than we want to be. And that, I think it's, I, so I would say that that would be the main thought. <laughs> Carlo, how about you? Well, yes, it's it's the, the actual, in a way, pulling so many strings at one time, acting, puppeteering, designing, which I'm trying to get away from now and get into just focusing on being an actor. It's a challenge, but it's also, and terrifying, but it's, it's, it's so rewarding. It's amazing. So, but yeah, in terms of what, again, I think, I think it's the same thing. It's just, you've got these, you have fears and if you don't dive into the fear and take it, take it, you know, head on, it's just going to haunt you for the rest of your life. And you might as well just go in and get over it, you know, and, and find out what's on the other side. Cause it's usually pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, my final question for this first part is who do you hope have access to Ernie's secret life? And Carlo, I want to start with you on that. Well, we, 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 we really try to create our, all our work in general. We make it, we try to make it as accessible as possible for people of all ages. In I, I come, I grew up in the UK, and theater in the UK is generally made for everyone, kids, adults. It might play on different levels for different people, so the visuals might be more delightful for kids. But there's jokes that the adults might be getting that the kids aren't getting because it's over their head, you know. But everyone's being entertained at the same time. And, you know, the adults are being entertained by the kids laughing at things that the adults necessarily find funny, but it's the joy of the kids having a great time that is delightful. And and um, and, the, and the kids are learning from the adults what, you know, higher levels of humor or entertainment. So that's my, part of my background is the idea that, and so we've always created work that is, is we try to make it work on many different levels for different audiences of different backgrounds. That's what visual theater, the great thing about visual theater is you don't necessarily need language. You don't, you don't use language so people can see what's going on. We performed in Turkey, the whole, you know, whole shows that had a fair amount of language in them, but the audience just, they didn't understand any of the English, but they loved it. You know, they still got it. We just, yeah. Yeah. So That is fantastic. Renee, what about you? I don't know what do I say after that? <laughs> I don't know if I have the same passion to say, I don't, I wouldn't say that this show is for small children. I think, right. I think, you know, 10 and up, 11 and up. I don't, it depends on the, the, the child. Even. But, but I would say the same that Carla was saying that the diversity of the audience and the idea of serving all communities and all people is very important to us. We, one of the reasons for, or what we have tried to do is so that we can create shows that are easily translatable 
so we can we can go into different communities that don't necessarily speak English, which I think more and more in sort of our global society and here in America that 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 that's important the accessibility of of the arts. the second part of our interviews we'd love to give our listeners a chance to get to know our guests a little bit more and i'm very excited (laughs) for this and i want to start by asking the two of you what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows have inspired you in the past or just some of your favorites and carlo could i start with you first on that yeah okay (laughs) i'm in the spot well i i can think of a couple of things First of all, that the um, Henson puppetry festivals, which happened about twenty years ago, they used to have every uh, biannual puppetry fest, international puppetry festivals in New York City, and that was some of the best theater I'd ever seen. It was just mind-blowingly spectacular. The, the visuals, the theater, the stagecraft—it was the, the best puppetry in the world coming to New York, and that really juiced me up. But I'd say going back to my childhood or teenagehood or whatever the south african artists coming out of apartheid and coming to london where i grew up some of that theater was just the most moving theater i've ever seen just and you know the handspring puppets were working then at that time with and Kentridge. with and william kentridge and i've i i definitely have drawn huge inspiration from their work yeah it's very kentridge's visuals are just unbelievable hand-drawn projections and the puppets for well which is now playing right i, I think the show's finished, it, right? i think it's closed yeah yeah unfortunately the life and times of michael k that was amazing the puppetry was spectacular just it was a saint anne's, saint anne's yeah yeah there's a wonderful list i love that love that list renee how about you what are who inspires you i would say well i've i grew up in in flint michigan in a very Italian family, like my grandparents, my great grandparents lived next door. It was sort of like an Italian ghetto in the in the end of our street in Flint, and and I think because being inundated with the Italian culture, uh, that we like, my whole family would go to the grocery store together. We always had to do everything together. It was like, a, but any so I think that grew me a great love of German literature, and which sprung into a great love of German theater and I had worked I during the right before the reunification of Germany I worked in East Berlin in a theater called the Deutsches Theater and I I it was just an amazing time in my life and in the theater and the theater at that time in East Germany was unbelievable and I have always had a great love of Heiner Müller who I don't know if you've if you know him but but I would say that He's a great, one of my great loves, I think, in terms of American theater, Susan Laurie Parks, the way that she is able to bring history into this such a relevant and visceral and smart way is just so fantastic. My loves in uh, in a shorthand. <laughs> it's a wonderful list as well. I love that. 
I know you both have been very busy getting ready for Ernie's Secret Life, but by any chance, have you seen any great theater that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Well, we saw, well, Life and Times of Michael K. we saw, but I think it has closed. And then we saw the... Florencia de en el Amazonas, the opera. At the Met. At the Met. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I recommend it. I, and then I can't say I'm a huge opera fan, but it was... It was just really special. It was so, so emotional. It, it just, I did and it was only like the fourth, third, how many? I think it's the fourth production Spanish of a Spanish opera At that the, Met. the Met's ever done. Can Apparently, you believe that? Yeah, yeah like only the fourth. <laughs> Apparently there's not a lot of Spanish opera written. Yeah, I guess not, but still. But anyway, but, but it was gorgeous, you know, and then, yeah, the, the puppet, there was puppets in it that just, very dreamlike again kind of similar to what we're doing like a dreamlike environment created by puppets yeah beautiful it's amazing well let me ask what is your favorite part about working in the theater and renee let me start with you on that don't take my one <laughs> don't take your one <laughs> i've already told her what mine is <laughs> i suppose it's the creation and it's creating with others and I mean, it's funny because it's really a vocation. It it gives meaning to my life doing theater. I don't know what else I would do. I mean, I guess I could imagine what else I would do, but I don't know. It's it, yeah, it's a vocation. It's and it is the thrill of creating, of making, of making something. Well, it's really the making for me. It's making with others. It's the whole collaborative thing of sharing in in one mission. Everyone. What I love when we're all working beautifully together is that everyone's goal is the peace and it isn't them it isn't what they are in the piece it is the work itself and how do we make this the best thing we can make it right and everyone's pitching in and that, and there's something special about puppetry in that that because the puppeteer isn't the isn't the you know seen a lot or even if they are seen they're trying not to be seen then those they they just it's all about the, the work. It's all about how do I make this character really stand out and how to make each little gesture have the, be the most impactful it can be. And people are sharing ideas and looking at one another and, you know, giving feedback. It's amazing. Yeah. So, Those are yeah. brilliant answers. I love that. I, and I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, that's, that's why we do it, right? That's right. Yeah. That, yeah. It's Community. that magic. Yeah. Well, now we've arrived at my favorite question to ask guests, and I'm very excited to hear the two of yours answer, which is, <laughs> what is your favorite theater memory? Okay, this is mine. Okay. We're doing The Bird Machine, which is a piece about a man who invents a flying machine. And we're in Florida. And we're in Florida, and there's a man oh, oh, who's, who's a wheelchair user, who's using a wheelchair, who sat in the front row to both performances. And after the second performance, he came up and he said, when I saw the show, the reason I came back is when I saw the show the first time and you flew in that machine, I felt like I could fly. Right. What <laughs> then, an amazing, oh. <laughs> how amazing yeah. is that? Thank and you for sharing that. Oh. Yeah, let's carry that with me forever. That is a brilliant memory. Thank you for that. 
I didn't. Again, okay, I have to. That one. <laughs> no, I can't. Some kind of bullet thing where somebody gets stabbed and blood's <laughs> everywhere all over the stage. <laughs> so, as you probably you can tell, Carlo's a lighter spirit. Mine's a little darker. So, I'm like flying. I think for me, it has always been. We are early in early days. We did a production called The Whale, which was an adaptation of Moby Dick, and we were very fortunate that we were able to tour India and Sri Lanka, and it was it was amazing to go into these theaters in India and then to communicate how how we we needed to tech this and 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 I think more. It was an awakening for me of of other people of 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 sort of this shared uh, shared humanness uh, and it was just it was just really profound and then to all of these theater goers in India who love Moby Dick and you're just like you read Moby Dick and <laughs> they were passionate about Moby Dick I mean not just like they'd read Moby Dick it was like and they were they were passionate about Shakespeare it was amazing you know just. It, it was a it was a big education. It was yeah. a it was a humbling experience. Yeah, and so I mean, that that is one of uh, my favorites. I suppose the other is we we also went to Bulgaria and uh, while in Bulgaria doing a show, we met this woman who had translated her own shows into like twelve languages, and this sort of comes back around to diversity and uh, our attempt to translate things into different languages. That she here she is in Bulgaria and she did, you know, she did it in Japanese. She did it in, I mean, and she memorized it. I mean, it wasn't like for us, like sometimes we re recorded in different languages and it was, it was like, I don't know. It's that thing of, you know, you, you just speak English. You, you're you confused if no one else speaks English. And it was just, it was just a, a big awake, awakening of, you know, how my, not my smallness, cause that sounds negative, but, but, who I am in relationship to the rest of the world. And so that that's what I would say. Right. In the way, because it's really that we were confining ourselves in, in, you know, in thinking we could only do it in English and then realizing, well, you know, I studied French when I went to school. I, I, I'm Italian by birth. I can speak two other languages. Why don't we try? And then, and then we started doing, you know, figuring out what shows we could do in other languages. And it opened up a whole different world for us, you know, yeah, hold it opened up the world for us. Yeah, I love that. What incredible mm. memories! Thank you both for sharing those. Those were wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. You're very, you're very, you're very. As I said, as we started, you're very sweet. It's very, it's it's refreshing and yeah, and lovely. enthusiasm. Thank it's you. Infectious. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to ask now, are there any other projects or productions either of you have coming on the pipeline we might be able to plug for you? Um, well, we're going to be performing in Atlanta. Well, we have, yeah, Pack Rat is going to be performed in Atlanta for starting, I think, uh, it runs for two weeks at the Center for Puppetry Arts at end of, like, end of February, February to the beginning, through the so beginning of March. First few days of March. Yeah. And then we're actually going to do Packrat in the city in Korean with the Korean Cultural Center, New York. They have a new space and they've invited us to to do the show there. So those are those are the most upcoming in the yeah. and then as far as we can think. <laughs> yeah, we have a residency in at the puppetry 
New York Puppetry Festival in the fall, developing a new work. Yeah. That is incredible. So lots of stuff to come, which is exciting, which is a great lead into my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about Ernie's Secret Life or about either of you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Well, our website has a contact. You can you can write us. It's sort of it's a hard name, our theater company, but there you have it. So concrete, like concrete temple, like your temple or a temple and theater spelled R-E. So concrete temple theater.com. And then vixenplace.org is where you can get tickets to the show. And more information about it. And more information about the show, dixonplace.org. Wonderful. Well, Renee, Carlo, thank you both so much for taking the time today to speak with me. You two are two of the most fascinating people I've gotten the chance to speak to. And the show (laughs) sounds amazing. So I can't wait to come and see it. So thank you both so much for speaking with us. Thank Thank you. you, Looking forward to seeing you in the house. Thank you for your time and your kindness. Thank you. Take care. My guests today have been the writer and director, Renee Philippi, and the puppet designer, puppeteer, and lead performer, Carlo Adenolfi. They are part of Dixon Place's presentation of Concrete Temple Theater's Ernie's Secret Life, which is playing January 4th, through the 27th at Dixon Place. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting dixonplace.org. But if you can't catch the show for whatever reason, don't worry, there's more shows coming. Uh, They're heading to Atlanta later next year. They're also coming back with a great show in Korean. So make sure you head to their website, concretetempletheater.com to stay up to date with all their many works and productions coming But let's be real, you need to get your tickets right now to check out this incredible show, Ernie's Secret Life. It's playing January 4th through the 27th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.